Hi everyone, this is Julie Allball from WeddingMarketNews.com and today we have a very special program today. We have special guest David Tatera. And uh, we hope in the future this will be a series of shows that we will put on on a weekly basis. So if you would like others to share this broadcast, please share it on Facebook. Now, David. Hello, hello. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> Thank it, you. It's it, great to be here. It's been a while. Yes, it has. It yeah. has. Yeah. Now, when you first got into the business, yes. um, you got into bar mitzvahs? Was that how you got well, into the business? Yeah, I'll give you a little further backstory. So the reality was is that I was doing singing telegrams for a living. And someone asked me to decorate their child's bar mitzvah like this window display I had created in my singing telegram little retail shop. So it was just basically an accidental moment where um, I did this bar mitzvah and the bar mitzvah wound up turning me into having a career in the world of special events, which led obviously into doing an enormous amount of weddings. So it was an early age of 19 and here I am a lot of years later still doing it. Now, do you sing? Well, no, no. No, I was I always, I, well, no, I always get nervous when someone says, do you sing? Because then like, I expect them to want me to sing something. Right, so right, the answer right, right. is yes, but no. Okay, okay. <laughs> so when you're talking about the singing telegram, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, oh, maybe he's singing. I wouldn't you know? have had a 30 year career in that. Okay, I, I, okay. I do an event in the event business, but not the <laughs> singing part. <laughs> now, now, your grandfather was a florist. Yes. Now, how did he influence you to get into the event industry? He was a really big um, influencer on letting me do what I wanted to do and teaching me how to really run a business. He, he it's a great quick story is at the age of eight from Italy he came over, um, left school at 13 and went to work at this flower shop in Rye, New York. And he swept the floors and worked there for 45 years. And at that age later, 45 years later, he purchased the flower shop. And on the weekends at the age of 13, I started working for my grandfather at the same flower shop. Oh. So when I came to him and said, pop up, I need to learn how to do flowers because I'm starting to get asks to do floral for parties. He sat me down and he taught me about perishables, how to produce parties for, and how to do weddings and how to make a profit. And he really taught me and worked me through every little detail I would never have known about. So he was a major influencer on me on that. Well, it sounds like it. Yeah. And it uh, sounds like he was uh, pretty good at what he, what he did. He was very, very good at what he did. He knew he wasn't the talented side of it, but he was the business side. He had great designers who worked for him. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, um, the other things that I know, you're, you're getting married this year. I am. I'm getting married. David's uh, getting married. 77 days or 78 days or something. It's like, soon. I yes, actually shouldn't even be here with you right now. I need to go plan my wedding. I'm excited. We're really both. Joey and I are very, very excited. Yeah, well, I heard that um, you were planning, you know, the proposal. You knew where you were going to do it. Mm -hmm. And you involved your daughter. I did. Now, how did how did you start planning all this? Well, we, uh, we went on a trip to Hawaii. And on my birthday, I knew I wanted to propose to him on April 23rd, which is my birthday. And Cielo and I have been talking about it. Cielo's my daughter. And um, I kept saying to Cielo, listen, so there's going to be a moment, a special moment. And she, she listens very carefully and mm -hmm. she gets it. I said, so when I tell you now, I want you to say, will you marry us? And so cute. we practiced it and practiced it and practiced it, but at this very perfect moment in Hawaii, because it took place mm -hmm. in Hawaii, um, in Kona, excuse me, um, I said, Cielo, it's time. And she said, will you marry us? And it was literally like out of a movie. It was in a perfect location. She did it beautifully. Joey, of course, you know, started sobbing. And I was 
shaking because I had to get the ring out of my pocket. And it was, it was just, it's what I wanted it to be, which was simple and special. Well, it sounds so cute. Yeah, thank you. If you haven't uh, joined or follow um, David Tatera's Instagram, he had some cute pictures of his daughter during Christmas time. It was she was half asleep. I don't know. I would just, I would just in a Cinderella dress. <laughs> yes, that yeah, was so cute. Yeah, it was cute. cute. It was yeah. Real, yeah, just she's just. My daughter is just a, 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 as all children are, she's just a, full of so much energy, but she really loves to enjoy all these fun things that we do in our life. She travels so much with us, but um, she also likes to stay home with us as well. Well, yeah. yeah. So what kind of wedding are you planning? What, what? Well, um, you know, when I was in the process of talking through this with Joey, we said, let's do something simple. Um, let's keep it, you know, under 70 people, if not lower than that. And we kept looking at venues and trying to find that perfect spot in the California area. And then we realized, wait a minute, I can't do this simple. I think the expectations of my followers and people that really were like, what's he going to do? What are they going to do? So we <laughs> sat down and we said, drop the simplicity and let's go big. So we're doing a wedding that's simply based on a very traditional theme in, in Los Angeles. It's going to be old Hollywood. Um, and it's going to be a look that's really very classic, very black tie, very sophisticated. Actually, that's, those are images of um, the gowns that all of my seven girls in the bridal party, because we've got, obviously, we have seven women and three men, and that's from my line gathering gown. So each of the girls are going to be wearing a specific dress from my new bridesmaids collection. Yes. That's those are not the girls, because those are the, I mean, that's... <laughs> One girl, ten, three, seven times, but all the girls have a specific look that matched the personality and the color scheme, which is black and silver. Yeah, well, let's show some of the invitations that you're. Uh, I just love the color. Thank you. It is just so elegant. Now, where did you? What made you decide what color you were going to use? I love well, the color. Thank you. It, when we knew it was going to be old Hollywood, we looked at black and white and the mm -hmm. accents of gold and silver, and. The invitations turned into being this wonderful, um, just this wonderful uh, amount of texture, velvets and foil, and um, it, it's designed in a box. And invitations by Dawn really basically created it. That's the box with the outside label. And it's funny. I was just telling this to a friend of mine. Uh, Joey and I sat down over Christmas while we were moving, by the way, <laughs> over Christmas, and we literally um, wrapped. 200 plus invitations so the boxes are wrapped in a beautiful matte paper and then there's a label on the outside so when the recipient um, gets them in the mail they're like gifts to open to be um, invited to our wedding mm -hmm. don't ever wrap 200 invitations by yourself <laughs> it's my note by the way remind yourself to ask your bridal party and don't do it over the holidays because everyone's away <laughs> Now, we will be opening up this, uh, the audience to ask questions for David, but I'm going to go ahead and go on to talking about the latest wedding trends that are coming sure. up. Uh, now, Pantone, as you know, talked about greenery yes. as being the top color. Now, what was your thoughts when you heard that? You know, if you asked me that question about 10 years ago, I actually despise green, mm -hmm. um, but I've come to actually embrace green. So. I was a little surprised that that was the choice of Pantone, but but I kind of understand it because green is a really organic color, mm -hmm. and I'm seeing this this industrial, modern industrial being infused with cement tones, which are obviously a matte gray, and also seeing it now with the infusion of green. So it's a great collaboration of sort of bringing the, the, the more contemporary world 
with the more rustic world, with people don't want to do burlap anymore, and combining it. I think green is a great sort of center place to sort of build off of. So I'm happy with it. I actually love it. Mm -hmm. Now, I think we had some pictures also of some of the uh, styles with greenery. You want to elaborate maybe on some of these pictures? Wow, who did that? That's, <laughs> that's a wedding I did, I think. That's, that's a wedding at the Plaza Hotel in New York City. Um, I'm a really big advocate of green. I, I think green is a great way, two things. It's a great way for budget purposes to really get a big wow for your dollar. Mm -hmm. um, and it also is a great way to create a bigger, bigger impact in a space. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can accent with floral. This is a completely different design. This is a rehearsal dinner. Um, mm -hmm. This is outside in a vineyard, and the green going across the center of the table is um, a boxwood and a laurel, which is something that you can pre-purchase by a floral company, or I should say wholesaler. And then very little floral and more, uh, more candles are being infused with the greenery. Again, uh, there is the same, same party again. You just can embrace the organic of the outside. And the previous photo is by bringing the outside inside with the use of green, greenery, which I love for floral. And, and as you probably only know mm -hmm. just as much as I do, succulents are very in right now. And succulents embrace the green of the Pantone. And succulents are a great, um, to me, a, a great modern, unique way to add detail to bouquets and centerpieces. Oh, yeah. So what other uh, different trends would you want to address? I think you had something about uh, menus. How are some of the menus becoming different? Well, I, you know, people have now really focused strongly on the choice of food. And menu to me does not have to be so traditional when you're looking at a menu and you think menu, you have a first course, an, an entree, and a dessert. To me, menus can be a little bit more interesting on how you display the food. So first course can actually be whether it be more tapas or more antipasto or more family style as a first course served, which does not mean you can't do that for a formal affair. It mm -hmm. could be for casual or formal. And then you can go into your entree either plated, mm -hmm. and it could be a cultural infusion of two different personalities, or your entree can also be experiences around the space. So if you have an, an, an evening that is either casual or formal, I'd like to see, see people get up and move to get their food not necessarily stuck at their table. So food can truly be the conduit that allows the energy to change. We're so used to saying, as I am, that music is what changes the environment, but food can change the energy too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go in a little bit of uh, some of the questions that are actually taking place. I know one of the questions that, um, well, a couple of days ago, one of our uh, wedding market members uh, submitted she wanted to talk to you about how you started your business in the sense if you got a loan, if you had help from others or... Good you question. Um, back to my grandfather. Mm -hmm. um, I needed to borrow $12,000. That was the only amount of money I've ever borrowed to expand or start a company. And I borrowed the money from my grandfather, 12000 paid him back as quickly as I could. And again, I was 19. So I always sort of like, when I speak to people in the industry, um, I always remind them that I started at 19, and you're very different at 19 than you would be at the age of 30, 40, or 50. You're, oh, yeah. you're quicker to make a decision and take a chance. Um, <clears throat> but I say there's something good about that because we should learn from that. We should learn that you can do anything that you want to do. You shouldn't second guess. You should think like a 19-year-old as I did and go for that moment and take a, take a moment and take a chance. Mm -hmm. Now, another <coughs> question that we had from our audience is uh, they were mentioning is there a trend that you wish would go away? 
There is, and I've, um, I always like to consider myself a trendsetter, so I've mm -hmm. been telling people that one of my trends is let's lose the after party at a wedding. Mm -hmm. um, let's lose the environment where you move from one space to a second space to a third space. I think that was very popular 10 years ago. It's continued to be popular now. However, what happens is, is it creates the ability for guests to leave. So if you've got 50 people out of 200, that think they want to leave when the cake gets cut, which is true. I'm one of them, by the way. I, when cake gets cut, I'm out. I, I'm not a big fan of going to weddings. Can you believe it? It's true. And it, I say that because weddings become so traditional and so predictable that I want to see something different. Yeah, so sure. with my clients, I give something that they don't expect. People expect an after party. That means they're going to leave before that starts because they don't want to go through the same process. Mm -hmm. So I like to create something new. So some of these trends, that being one of them, they need to go away. They can go back in 10 years just like fashion, mm -hmm. but they need to go away for now so people are not expecting the same thing all the time. Yeah, I think that's why we've seen such a change from the 90s. I mean, 90s you had the same dress, the dresses. Yeah. You had the same thing happening all the time. I really like that in the times everything's more customized and different. Yes, I think it's much, I, I think people are looking now at a more clean, very, um, organic is a very overused word, but it's a word that I think makes sense because people are not trying to create what's been done before. Not so easy for customer clients, mm -hmm. not so easy for couples to do. Our job as professionals is to sort of educate you know, both the consumer and also the experts mm -hmm. on how to provide that for the, for the, uh, the couple. Mm -hmm. Now, this question came from Lori, and she says, I'm a brand new planner in Ohio, and I have not signed any clients yet, but I'm working very hard. What is the best piece of advice you can give me as a new planner in my market? She said she loves your show, by I'll the way. Tell her, oh, I can tell her now, thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say tell her, thank you. Um, the best bit of advice is to put yourself out there with confidence, um, uh, network as much as you possibly can, um, there's plenty of associations, there's plenty of ways to put yourself in the industry where people know you in the industry as a professional. Don't say you have no clients. Um, you, you, you get hired first on confidence, you get hired second on creativity and professionalism, and I think it's all, for all of us, no matter what industry that you're in, it's important to step forward with your first, first step with this confidence being exuded, because that to me is what, what a what a potential client is going to read. Um, mm -hmm. She needs to just find that moment to get the most simple job and expand and build. I've always said as I speak to people throughout the industry is that you start small and you grow small. Everybody in this industry wants to go from small to huge and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a disaster because you don't have the expertise and you don't have the confidence that you're going to need to do those big events. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, that brings us up to education. Now, yes. you have a new symposium. I David, do. Is, I guess it's David Tutera Symposium? It's the David Tutera Event Planning Symposium, yes. Well, tell us a little bit about that. You know, I've been asked for years to create a mentor program. I've also been asked for years to speak really closely and directly to people in the industry, both wanting to start, who've been in it, and who've also been in it probably longer than they thought they would last, that want to breathe some new, you know, passionate and excitement into their business. So I, I love to speak. Mm -hmm. I, I love to educate. I mm -hmm. feel as if I've been doing this now 30 plus years and I have a lot to share. So I finally wanted to just literally unveil my life in the business mm -hmm. and spend a very intimate experience with those that want to be part of the symposium. Mm 
Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be in June in, uh, in Los Angeles at the Biltmore Hotel. And it's a three-day experience where it's hands-on with myself. It's an intimate environment. We have professional speakers that will be speaking on many different topics, mm -hmm. as well as panel discussions and hands-on interactive moments and wonderful events in the evening. So it's social, it's informative, and it's educational. Yeah. Now, you had something really special planned for the final evening. What can you kind of tell me? I have two special events. Okay, okay, so okay sure. I, I can, can tell you the first night is a really fabulous cocktail party. The second night is an off-site premise space that has just reopened. It's one of this one of the very few historic landmarks in Los Angeles. And I mm -hmm. say few because there are not that many. And we'll have private transportation that will take the guests to the location um, and really experience an evening of um, the glamour and the glitz of old Hollywood in Los Angeles. Um, where I'm taking the guests is a venue that uh, literally most people don't know about. Can't tell you what it is. It's a surprise? Um, it's, it's a surprise actually to everybody. And it's again, it's just reopened and it's going to be a beautiful evening of fun and glamour and wonderful food. Um, and it will be obviously beautiful and, and, and interactive. And then the last night will be an amazing farewell uh, formal evening at the Biltmore in um, one of the rooms that my wedding will have taken place. So we're kind of just mm -hmm. creating something that is really special for guests because they want to learn, they want to listen, they want to feel like they can collaborate with others. And I feel I have so much to offer them that I want them to just pick my brain and mm -hmm. ask anything, failures that I've had, successes that I've had, things I wish I'd done differently that I can share with them, and then enjoy the evening with each other and gain an access to new friends. Mm -hmm. Well, I notice you even have yoga. You're going yes, to we have morning yoga every, every morning for those that want to jump in and, and, and get relaxed and get into that place where they can start their day with us. Yes, it sounds awesome. Come join us. Okay. It's going to be amazing. I'll have to do that. <laughs> Not that I think you need to learn anything, but I think it'd be fun to yeah. have you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, now what are some of the speakers will you have involved besides yourself? Yes, yeah, so my, I will be speaking. I have um, Ida will be speaking on social media and the importance of marketing and the importance of power of social media to build your business. Mm -hmm. um, I have Annie. Annie is a, uh, a, a wonderful um, expert on communication. And I think what we don't know is how to communicate with one another, how to communicate with our vendors, and most importantly, how to communicate and listen to our client. So mm. she'll be speaking specifically on how to better uh, learn your communication skills. Um, Joey will be teaching on the balancing of life, how you can balance your personal life with your business life and keep them very equal but very separate at the same time. And then we have another one, another speaker that's coming on also, which I can't talk about yet, contract hasn't been signed, oh, but we've okay. got someone special. And then I have a fabulous panel of experts that will be speaking specifically about logistics, mm -hmm. how to handle an event and the challenges that each specific vendor has working separately and collectively. Mm -hmm. Now, where could they uh, get information as far as the event? Well, for the David Tutera Event Planning Symposium, they can go to my website, davidtutera.com. There's a link on there that takes you straight to the symposium. You can also go to the DT Event Planning Symposium. It's a site also. Mm -hmm. um, that'll take you to the registration link so they can find out more detailed information, hotel accommodations, et cetera. Oh, sounds awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I know that your fans have probably been wanting this for quite a long time. They have, and I, I don't know why I haven't done it, but I just felt the timing was perfect. So it, I, I'm delighted to do it. We're going to be doing it 
like I said, June 5th, 6th, and 7th. And we'll also be doing it in October again in Los Angeles. Now, is it a two-day or three-day? It's technically a two-and-a-half-day. Two, oh, two-and-a-half-day. So day. you register in the middle of the day of the first day, and you have an event that night, and then you have two full days of seminars, uh, roundtables, panel discussions, and events, mm -hmm. and breakfast and lunch for all days. Yeah, sounds awesome. Yes. Now, with your wedding, now, will this be broadcast, or will, will you be sharing any? Or you know, it it'll, be? Be, it'll be shared. We've got um, some great coverage happening in some wonderful magazines that are going to be covering it, um, both in the mainstream um, circulations as well as uh, the bridal industry. So we're keeping it to very limited access to the wedding. I've spent I don't know, 13, 14 consecutive years on television. Mm -hmm. And it, it might, I don't know, it might be kind of nice not to have a camera following me. Well, you know, that, that's probably true. You know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think, well, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even realize the camera's following me when it's following me. So, you know, for me, it's sort of like second nature for me. So I, it's, I'm just so excited to do this. I've had so much fun. Joey and I have had so much fun planning our wedding. Uh -huh. It's kind of crazy. I thought, oh, I have to plan a wedding for us, uh -huh. but we are loving every minute of it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure your daughter will have so much fun with it. She thinks it's her wedding. She thinks it's yes, her she wedding? Yes, she does. She yeah. now calls it, when is our wedding? When am I dancing at our wedding? Now she's starting to say, my wedding? And I'm like, no, honey. <laughs> it is our wedding, the three of us. But I just want to, so well, she's very excited. Well, I could just imagine what you're planning for her. Oh, once she gets married. Wait till you hear and see what she's a doing for us. And then when she gets married, it'll be something else. <laughs> now, um, I guess my, my next question was also from our audience. Um, they were actually thinking about, do you like all the latest trends? Or is there some of them that maybe, uh, how would I say, that is your favorite maybe? Uh, you know, I, I think trends is always sometimes an overused word in the wedding industry be mm -hmm. because it, if you think about what you have to create for a wedding, and, and weddings are very short periods of time, mm -hmm. there's so much to jam into like seven, eight hours, that I think trends wind up becoming more of the formalities. So that's what I try to remind my clients is that choose your formalities that you really want to do mm -hmm. and then decide which of you which are the ones you don't want to do and replace them with something unique and, and memorable. Um, trends are, as you pointed out, a color is a trend. Um, you know, the cutting of a cake is a formality, not a trend. And I think people get confused with which is what or what's what. And I think it's really important to decide what you want to do and how to make your wedding unique, how to tell your story of you as a couple. That to me is what works most importantly. Mm -hmm. Now, some more questions have been coming through, and one says, how do you coordinate with DJs for ceremonies? Do you tell them to fade in and out? Or? Well, a great DJ, great question, by the way. Mm -hmm. That's a technical question, which I feel like that maybe came from a DJ. Um, <laughs> what's real important is that DJs should always fade in and out no matter what. So there should never be an abrupt moment where the music stops. And if there's a moment in time where someone's coming to uh, the altar, or someone's coming to, uh, uh, to make a toast, there should always be an underscoring of music. DJs can do that really, really well if they're informed to do just that, because bands know how to do that. Mm -hmm. But DJs sometimes are very quick and abrupt, and they tend to talk in replacement of music. So I like a DJ that doesn't do much speaking, if preferably none, and does the in, the in and the out fading to, to, to move along mm -hmm. a ceremony. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. Well, another question somebody says, how would I go about networking with new wedding vendors? 
That's a good question. That's a great question. And I think, you know, networking with new vendors, you're putting yourself out there to find vendors that I assume the question is to find out if they want to work with you or you want to work with them. Mm -hmm. That to me is going back to working, going back to conventions, associations, um, you're doing a great job right now, having, you know, listening right now on live Facebook and being part of your show. It's putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. um, I think what's happened in this industry is we are, you've probably seen this more than I have, is that we are oversaturated with people now in the industry mm -hmm. in each of the categories that we need to hire. There's too many of everybody, and everyone's now competing against themselves and each other, of course, that we're, is, I think it's become a problem. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started 30 years ago, no one knew what a planner was in, in the world of events. Now, it's a thing to be. It's a, here comes the word. It's trendy to mm -hmm. be what we are, and I think it's made it a little bit difficult. Now, would you think that television is kind of, I mean, yes. with your show, and that that might be why, in some cases, with I, I, the wedding I do. planning? I, I, I absolutely do. Listen, when I started my show, My Fair Wedding, back in 2007, what happened was it was meant to be a fantasy show oh. on creating a, 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 a beautiful wedding for somebody that was going in the wrong direction. However, what it did in the industry as I traveled, it kind of made it harder for the people in the business because they thought that they can create a $400,000 wedding for $10,000. So the show wasn't intended to do that. People got in the industry to do what I do, but you have to clients that spend real money. It was, mm -hmm. it was television, it was fantasy. Yeah. Now, with your show, can you tell us any more about your upcoming shows on yeah, TV and so forth? So we've got one more episode of David Jeter Celebrations, 12 more, I should say we have 12 more episodes of one more season of current celebrities that have been filmed already. So we don't have an air date for that yet, okay. but there's another 12 more stories of 12 more kind of crazy parties that we'll soon see. <laughs> oh, that sounds exciting. Yes. <laughs> now I'll look and see if it, let's see, oh, I got some more questions I think that came through. Now somebody was asking more about the symposium. They did not know about your symposium. I think they We do. just launched it. Yeah. We literally just launched it like it's maybe seven days ago. So. Um, we launched it uh, on social media about a week ago, and we, we have uh, just sent out, if you're in the business, we've sent out, uh, uh, from a great database, we've sent out some wonderful invitations to, uh, online, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. to planners around the country. Um, if you haven't received one, you can certainly go to davidtutera.com, to the David Tutera Event Planning Symposium, mm -hmm. and get as much information. So it's brand new, so you didn't, you didn't miss it. You're probably hearing it for the very first time with you. Oh, that's awesome. Now, are you limiting the number of people that can attend? Yes, we are keeping it limited. So this is not a symposium mm -hmm. that is intended to be for hundreds of people. Um, it is intended to be intimate, so I can spend literally one-on-one -on -one time with you, mm -hmm. and you do not feel like you get a brief moment with, with myself and with the other experts. So it's mm -hmm. a very small group, definitely under 100 people, which will combine all of these experiences, so it's just very, very special. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts? That um, <clears throat> for those listening and those that really enjoy this industry, whether you're new or you've been in the business or still in the business and want to continue to stay in it, it's a very special business. And we have to have a passion. If your passion starts to go out, you have to reignite it, which is not why I'm doing the symposium. Mm -hmm. I want to add that. But 
People need to love what they do. We are very special for being in this. You are very special for listening and watching. And I just say continue to make people happy. There's very few things in life that we can do to make people happy. We do that when we throw special events. Mm -hmm. David, it's so funny that you said that because in my community, mm -hmm. I'm only two left in the industry wow. over 25 years. So I feel like it is uh, quite an accomplishment if you stay in this industry. You've got to love what you do. You do have to love what you do. And the other thing I always tell people, especially new people in the business, is that it's hard to love sometimes the clients because they challenge us and sometimes they're difficult. We have to love what we do for our clients. We don't have to love our clients. Mm -hmm. We have to love what we do mm -hmm. for them. Now, if we love them and love what we do, that just makes it that much more special. Mm -hmm. I agree with you, definitely. Yeah. Well, we are cutting this out uh, for today, but I want to share with you, we want to continue doing the wedding market on a weekly basis. And if you would like to see more and you've liked what you've seen, Please share your support in telling us what you think about our show and share it with others. This has been WeddingMarketLive.com.